Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, November 23, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we've got is the holiday weekend. We've got the Thanksgiving Day holiday, a little housekeeping before we get going. We're going to have the day off tomorrow on Thursday. Markets in the U.S. are closed. On Friday, markets will have a half a day. We're closed. No inside the numbers. There'll be no video Friday night unless something absolutely whacked out happens. And we'll just let the market go into the holiday weekend, do what it's going to do. Remember, we're coming up into an important time frame in terms of cycles. The end of the month, meaning November, into the beginning of December is a very important time frame. If the market's trading up or down into one of these time frames, we're going to begin looking for a turn. Therefore, like we discussed last night, if the market's trading up considerably to that area where the gap is, the 409, 410 area, getting to that place where the neckline of the original head and shoulders pattern really is, it's above the 200 period moving average, somewhere up in this neighborhood. If the market can find its way up there in the midst of a further melt-up, that's going to be an interesting place come in about a week or so. There's no new information on that front. So let's talk about what happened today, where the market finds itself on close, making this video slightly after 4 o'clock. They're still settling things out, but it looks like they made an attempt to close the day above the former high from the 15th of November. That high was 402.31. At present, they've got the print on close at 402.36, peaking the head above the high. They did that earlier today, but closing above the high is generally a signal of more to come. Therefore, it's just more evidence that we have a potential existing or continued push to the upside in this existing rally. The next order of business is to eclipse this breakdown candle high at 403.10. You'll notice today the high was 402.93. Above this high, which they did close above, but below the high of the breakdown candle, that doesn't mean anything other than they just didn't get there today by choice. Certainly, they could have went 20 or 30 cents higher if they wanted to peek their head up into the high or above the high of that breakdown candle. The choice was not to do it. We'll see what happens on Friday when nobody's looking. There's a half a day. We could get the close above that high, putting the market in no man's land above the high of that candle there and below the gap over here is called no man's land. We talked about that last night. It's unlikely, it could happen, but it's unlikely that that in no man's land would be the end, the ultimate end of the rally. I would find it at this point, if they were able to get above the high of this breakdown candle, I would find it difficult to believe that they wouldn't at a minimum of fill that gap or even go higher. All else around the S&P land remains the same. What we discussed last night in detail remains the same. We're not going to rehash the whole thing, but if you haven't seen last night's video, I urge you to watch that video 
I went in depth with some things that I don't normally discuss. I really peeled back the onion and gave you everything I've got for the bull case of the S&P. Now, if they turn around and they start closing below certain stuff, well, then the bear case will be on. But at present, that's not what's going on. We expected them to float up into the holiday weekend. They do that a lot. We talk about it each and every time there's a holiday. It's got a bullish slash seasonal tone to it. And therefore, it's working out that way. We had an abbreviated session for Inside the Numbers today. I started my holiday weekend just a few hours early. But let's see what happened inside the numbers. Let's see if there was any money to be made today for inside the number members, whether it be from an S&P perspective or stocks on the move perspective. We're going to do our normal review and then we'll move on. It was hump day. It's the day before Thanksgiving in the U.S. Under normal garden variety conditions, we should get another floater operational type tape. And that's precisely what we got. A little bit of back and forth, but we certainly had a floater operation on the board. They've been hanging around the big fat round number of 400 all night long, back and forth a little bit. So that's magnetic. We know about that. Staying above 400 opens the door for the next stuff. What's the next stuff? The bull case. A spike above 401. Real quick, we think better in pictures. Right at the vertical is today's activity. And above 400... And they're going to run up to at least spike 401. They did that. They came back down a little bit. And you'll see in the notes where this plays in. And in the event they keep going, 402.31 is important and overhead resistance. There's your 402.31. It was, in fact, overhead resistance. And the market did eventually come back down to rerun a test of the big fat round number of 400, bounced off of it, went up into the afternoon, finishing in a bullish tone. There's a method to the madness, so stay with me. This is the pre-market stuff. This is posted at zero dark 30. If they were gonna have a pullback slash shakeout operation in the morning, 398.50, give or take, was an area that I was willing to buy. However, there was a trade concept posted on the board early on. Let's go see what that is. By the way, today was an important day in the technical trading world. It was National Fibonacci Day. How many of you knew that? November 23rd, 2022, National Fibonacci Day. Now, let's get to the meat and potatoes. 921, from a short-term perspective, 399.40, give or take, can be some support. Getting below starts to open the door for lower, like down to that 398.50, which was also resistance from yesterday. Funny how that works. Doesn't mean they'll get there, but they can get there. Remember, if the volume is light again, it doesn't take much of a buy program by the bots to send price in one direction or another. Either a buy or sell program, I should have wrote. The concept going in is we're looking for pullbacks to buy if you want to participate in another floater operation. And it's going to be a floater operation until they show something different. We talked about that 399.40 was a place that could be support. Look what the low of day in the first candle was, 399.49, and then they actually came back to do it later on. 399.31, they bounced off of it and had a rocket ride back right up to the new highs later in the day. Still all before the market even opened 
for business. If they start pushing over 400, the door begins to open for a spike of 401. They did that. You saw that. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. We had a nice trade in APA this morning. Again, closing candles above 400 opens the door for a spike of 401. So I reiterate it over and over again, saying that if a trader wants to take the ride and they're above 400, can you hop on for the ride above 401? And the answer is, regardless of whether you wanted a big trade or small trade, it was there for the taking. Any trader that hopped on in the spirit of buy the dip floater operation needs to book profit ahead of a spike of 401. They can hold a trailer for more, should get a reaction with a spike of 401 normally. And they did that. They just went a little bit higher. We're moving along. If they were to do it, only closing candles above 402.31, where they close slightly above by the end of the day, opens the door for the next leg higher. So that was a big time spot. So far, they're playing games with 401. Let's see what else we have. There's a couple of more tidbits in here that I want you to see. 951, here's the thing. From a short-term perspective, they're getting too far from home base. We talk about home base in the past more often than the present, but home base is the 20 period moving average. Whenever price gets too far from home base, it tends to want to come back to home base. In other words, they don't like to get too far from the 20 period moving average. Therefore, what we say here is they will pull back and put in some kind of a morning high. That's at 9.51. At least a pause for a while, if nothing else. 402.31 and a spike of it is a really interesting place for that to happen. Now, remember this one. Read this one again, 951. What we're saying is that if they spike 402.31 and the fact that they're too far from home base and the fact that they're going to put in some kind of a morning pivot high under normal garden variety conditions, you put those things all together and what does that tell you? It tells you that if you were interested, you could have a short trade up at 401.31 or a spike of it because they're likely not going to blow through it. They're too far from home base. They're going to put in a morning pivot. It's a really important spot, and therefore a pullback is in order. 9.51 post. What happens just slightly later? They run up to 402.31. They spike it. They go sideways for a while. They can't get above it. They can't close above it, and therefore, what do they do? They put in the morning pivot, and they come down to eat some time off the clock to work off some of the overbought condition, if you will, which by definition in this case is getting too far from home base. Wasn't prevalent on the five-minute chart, but it was on other charts. So from this perspective, the day before Thanksgiving, if you want to take a ride up, it was there for the taking. If you want to take a short trade at an important spot, it was there for the taking and posted at 951. If you want to stocks on the move trade, it was there for the taking. All this happened in the first 20 or 30 minutes of trading. At least it was laid out that way. And guess what? For me, that was basically the end of the road. The end of the road came about 1040, but you had the whole schematic under your belt. Stocks on the move. We're going to take a look at SM and APA. The other three didn't hit their price objectives. They're off the board. They become no trades. SM Energy opened below the first number. The first number's off the board. Never got to the second number. Got back above the first. This was a no trade. I just wanted to show you that, by the way, in case you were wondering, the numbers work. And they sure did work on APA. So check this out. So they were getting a haircut at the opening bell. Closing price yesterday, 
47.78. They opened today at 46.80. 46.40 was the number posted on the board. Zero dark 30. They come in, spike it by a few pennies, have a rocket ride back up in the other direction. Tremendous trade all in a matter of minutes. 47.78 was the high before they came all the way back down to test and retest the important number, but the trade is over by that point. Jordan got it in the room. Other participants in the room got it. It was kind of an all-you-can-eat scenario. They hit it, and they took off like a bat out of hell. Those are the ones we want. Any change today over in Camp IWM? They started out weak, and they ended still with relative weakness against the broader market. So that's becoming a theme day after day after day. It's not in the same position as the SPY. Can't get above the 200-period moving average. Slight weakness against the broader market. It's a bullish pattern, but they're still showing weakness. Money is not, and I repeat, not flowing into the small cap or the riskier assets at the same pace. For example, it's floating into the Dow, which we talked about last night. Safe money goes into those places if it's looking for a hiding place. Cash is a hiding place too, but sometimes they're not looking for cash. They're looking to stay invested so the money managers continue to get the fees. That's the way it works. They don't get any fees for cash. Net-net, no change for Camp IWM from what we discussed in the previous video. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, they have the same situation going on day after day after day. Again, relative weakness against the broader market, putting in what we would call a bearish, wedgish type of pattern. So you got one of these wedgish things going on after a move down, and unless they can bust through and make another high, this will generally play out in the downward direction. As we know, just to reiterate one more time, the transports are my favorite canary in the coal mine. No change from what we discussed last night. About the flip side, how about a different kind of divergence? The Q people actually had relative strength against the broader market. So money was running into some of the tech stuff, and that is risk asset class. Still not in the same position as the broader market in terms of the S&P. However, a pretty good day. And like we said last night, if the S&P is going to get up to that target up there to fill the gap, then all these markets are going to float up at the same time. Just maybe not to the same magnitude. There's still relative weakness against the broader market in some of these indices. Of note, puzzle piece on the table. Financials really look very similar to the SPY trying to break out of this high here from the 11th. Not the 15th like the SPY, but the 11th. The high here is 36.03. Closing price today down by a few cents from that high, 35.99. The high today was exactly 36.08. No accidents or coincidences. They made a choice not to close at a new high. Not that they couldn't. It's a choice. No accidents, no coincidences. Everything happens for a reason, whether it's in the market or anywhere else. Smash Mouth, kind of a tweener. Not really relative weakness, not really relative strength. They're approaching the old highs. They're not there yet. So it's a little bit behind the S&P. The SMH is a great proxy for the tech space as a whole. Right now, they're in a bullish formation. Right now, there's nothing wrong with the SMH. Therefore, we wouldn't expect things to unravel with nothing wrong with the SMH. Nothing wrong with the Q people. We're just taking cues from some of our favorite market-leading indicators, reiterating where everything is on the charts at present. When things change, they will change. We will see it. We will report it accordingly.
and in the spirit of the Thanksgiving Day long holiday weekend type of situation, we're going to keep it somewhat of an abbreviated session. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.